Light beer, dark money. Agree on something. Politics, culture, and the intersection of faith, freedom, and free enterprise. And now, live from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, here are your hosts, Light Beer, Chris Clements, and Dark Money, Sean Noble. Welcome back to another episode of Light Beer, Dark Money. I'm Sean Noble. And I'm Chris Clements. And hey, Sean, have you looked outside? Yeah. It's, well, it's getting kind of cold out there. It's, uh, the weather's changing. The weather's changing. That means is there the must be an election coming yeah, up. Is there, the weather changing, you think, for the uh, Democrats? I think so. So we talked last week about whether it was a red wave or a tsunami. I'm feeling like it's somewhere in between. Oh. What would uh, that be? I don't like know. A tidal wave, but not quite. A tidal wave, yeah. A tidal wave. Might Tsunami's be. a little mm-hmm. bit different. I mean, it's hard intense. to. It, it depends on who you're talking to on what a, 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 red a wave. Now you still have pundits saying, "Oh, maybe it's just a trickle." I think at this point, well, we're I going, mean, we're just, going predictions today, right? So this is we're, yeah. we're just a few days away from the election. By the way, if you have an early ballot and you are in Arizona, you need to go drop it off. Do not mail it. It will not get there in time. Yeah, you need I to go think. drop it off. But drop plenty it off. of places to go drop it off. Yeah, drop it off as, as early as you can so it gets counted before Election Day. Because yeah. if you walk it in on Election Day, it will be counted, but not until after the election. And then, it, and then it's going to take, if we have close races, it's going to take longer to yeah. get those results. And nothing will be counted if dropped off after 7 p.m. That's right. It says it right on the ballot. Yep. So That is the deadline. That is a good thing. Tuesday, November 8th, 7 p.m. Yeah. Um, all right. So Predictions. Uh, should we start nationally and go come zoom in? Yeah. Why don't we, why don't we do okay. that? I've got, I've got some polling data up and we, right. can, we can go So I think forth. that, uh, we did some of this last week and it seemed like a lot of fun. Yeah. So I think the, the, and, 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 and you are the great prognosticator. I don't know about the great prognosticator. Because I think you're, 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 you have the ability to cut through the clutter and just know what the clutter is. So Carl Rove has us winning like 18 seats, and, and, and Ted Cruz has us winning 40. Uh, it's somewhere in between. Yeah. So there, it's yeah. probably 20, there's, there's the gamut. I'm going to say 28 to 30. Okay. Maybe 33. I mean, it, it's, there's some. And that's in the in House. That one. Yeah, in the House. Uh, in the Senate, what's Rove say in the Senate? Did he, does he. He, the, he prognosticated, he was on uh, Potomac Watch, and he prognosticated maybe 51, maybe 52. Again, Arizona, Pennsylvania, uh, he prognosticated that in Georgia probably would not see a winner on election go to, night. Go to a runoff. Go to a yeah. runoff, for sure. Although there's and a pullout then, today that's got uh, Hirsch Walker up seven. Yeah, and, uh, and then, but he said for sure Nevada was going to break, break hard for Laxalt. Felt that he was probably the best candidate out of most of them. Yeah, he's a great candidate. I will caution that Nevada has always been the just right there. We always feel, oh, we can win it in the presidential, or we can win the Senate, or we can win the government, you know. And, you know, the problem for Republicans in Nevada is that there is a very, very active union operation. And, you know, those guys work. The, the culinary the, union? The union? Well, it's the, the union, culinary union, it, it, so it's, it's the bakers. It's, it's the union, you know. You got to give <laughs> but, the union in but the But are, they are active. They're knocking on a ton of doors. So while I would say Laxalt's got a decent shot, I, I would 
I would actually put that one in more of a marginal category than a place like, well, Wisconsin, Ron Johnson's going to win Wisconsin. Let's go to, I mean, New Hampshire might even be, I could see a scenario in which New Hampshire, the Republican wins in New Hampshire and we lose Nevada. Really? Yeah. So real clear politics has, I mean, has them up by blacks out up by 1.9. So roughly two. Yeah. So uh, within the margin of error, anything within the margin of error is just, it's, it's a roll of the dice. Well, and, some, and like I said, Nevada, it's, it's the one place where, like, if, if we're within the margin of error in about any other state, I feel like the Republican has the advantage just because of the, the fundamentals of polling. But sure. in Nevada, the turnout operation the Democrats have is superior to the Republican uh, turnout operation. It always has been. Yeah. So Well, that, that has to do with the, the machine that Harry Reid right. built, former majority leader of the Senate, who's and, since passed on. And I'll give you— the best, ex- I mean, this is the one of the lessons I learned early on in my career. If you remember a guy named John Ensign, mm-hmm. congressman from Nevada, yep. ran against Harry Reid in 96, 98. I can't remember. It was, early, it was in the 90s and lost by 600 votes. <laughs> the union. <laughs> Here's is. the thing. They shut down their phone bank operation on election day at 4 p.m. so people could go set up for the election night party oh and they lost by 600 votes yeah that wasn't the union no that was that was just stupidity that's just basic that's effort. just not running through the tape yeah so thanks to john ensign's campaign for hanging it up three hours before the polls closed we we got harry reed back and that's when he began his ascent you know, he was just a backbencher back then. Sure. So anyway, I'm not bitter or anything about that. <laughs> it just I I but, but things like me. that can can swing elections absolutely. Completely. And yeah. in close elections, it means every vote matters, and every phone call matters, and every text matters, and every outreach method matters. So candidates and campaigns who aren't working their tails off right up to seven right, p.m. Yeah, right till when the polls close. Well, no I mean, and, and look at this. I mean, you mentioned New Hampshire. So I just pulled up some data on that. New Hampshire Senate, Balduk, 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 Balduk yeah. versus Hassan. So as early as September, early September, mid-September, she was up. She was at 50%. He was down around 40%. You know what it is now? She's Tell up me. 0.5%, 47 to 46. That's the average? Oh, yeah, that's the average. Wow. That's how much ground that he has gained in just two months. And this is so not even two months, a month and, and a half. Yeah. So this, so New Hampshire and Arizona are the two. That's amazing. Those are the two races that are going to be very interesting for McConnell because he bailed out on those two. races. Oh, I know. And Blake Masters was quoted in the, uh, I think, a Daily Beast article today or yesterday, saying, "Hey, I'm not going to be beholden to Mitch McConnell, and good for him yeah. because Mitch McConnell." Took his ball and went home. Yep. So, he spent more money in Alaska than he did in, in most races. Like 20, 20 million? In Alaska? In, in a, something crazy? No, nah, that might be it. Maybe 8 million. Oh, my gosh. Something something nuts. 20 million in Alaska is like handing people $1,000 bills. Yeah. Do they do you even make $1,000 bills anymore? I don't know. Did they ever? 
But we've been talking about Arizona, too. I mean, Mark Kelly, as great as a politician as he is, and a a fantastic human being. Where is Mark Kelly? Yeah, where is Mark Kelly? So, yep, there it is. So Mark (laughs) Kelly, for those of you who don't know, doesn't even live in the state of Arizona. Keeps a house in Tucson, but he's never there. I'm just not going to go into it in detail. But he has not broken 50% of the polling, despite having about $40 million or $60 million at his disposal. No, I think between his campaign and the outside groups, they've spent over $100 million on TV. Yeah. And... And and, 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 and Masters and is within and two or points. In, in, and in Kelly's never gotten to 50%, right? Never gotten 50%. The latest Daily Wire Trafalgar poll has Kelly up by one. The data for progress, which is a D-heavy, mm-hmm. very heavy Democratic polling unit, tie. Yeah. Tie. Folks, close. if you don't think your vote matters, you are sorely mistaken because it will definitely matter this year. This is this is like the uh, torpedo part in the hunt for red October. It's gonna be close. <laughs> it's gonna be close. Okay, so here in Arizona, well, let's see. So we we think that there's a majority in the Senate, uh, U.S. Senate, uh, because we'll see places like New Hampshire could break Republican. Uh, I, think, I think you're right about New Florida. Hampshire. That's amazing. Yeah, you uh, see. Florida, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania would all be Republican holds. I think Oz is going to end up winning in Pennsylvania, if I had to guess. Yeah, pretty much every poll has Oz up by 1.3 to USA Today, Suffolk, and uh, Fox News. Yeah. So the big big questions are here in Arizona, Nevada, because those are pickups, uh, Georgia— which would be a pickup. Georgia seems to be breaking. Well, Kemp, as a, in terms of the governor's race, oh, he's that's up, done. He's, he's up. He's up double digits. Yeah, Stacey Abrams. In one poll, going to have to go. Uh, the Remington career. Research Poll has him up fifty-five to forty-one. So you got to just hope for coattails on that one. Yeah, that's what I, huge. What Senate race am I <clears> missing? <throat> hmm. I'll have to think about it. Pennsylvania, Georgia, North Carolina. Wisconsin, we talked about Colorado. Oh, that's a that's Washington State. Washington State and Colorado are the two that nobody believed would be on the board, and they're on the board. They're that's on amazing. the board. So, so basically, what I think what, what you're seeing here late in, in the campaign season is that Democrats are having to defend yep. a lot more seats than they thought they would. Yep, they thought that certain seats, especially in California and Washington. Colorado would be and Oregon and Oregon would be easier. Now these house seats, there's there's going to be <clears throat> it's going to be a wave. So here in Arizona, I think Lake wins fairly comfortably. Uh, I think that as a result of just the low information component of uh, the other statewide races, I think Republicans win all the statewide races. You know, from Secretary of State, AG. So you think people just can go in and vote yeah, the ticket? Yeah, I think it's going to be very heavy uh, ticket voting, uh, straight-line ticket voting. Uh, <laughs> I think we're for sure at a 6-3 delegation. I think Eli Crane beats O'Halloran. I think Juan beats Cagle, Let's, whoever the Democrat is down there in the Tucson area. Um, and what's the other one I'm missing? 
Oh, then I've, then we have our four that win. You know, Lesko, Gosar, Biggs, yeah. and Schweikert. And the question mark is CD four, whether Stanton loses to Kelly Cooper. Yeah, which you know I'm looking at early ballot returns and. The Democrats have an advantage on the return statewide, uh, which is not a surprise because there's so many Republicans who are holding their ballots or they're not going to vote early. And if I'm the Democrats, I feel like I, it's interesting because I've been having conversations with national reporters who said, oh, the Democrat strategists feel pretty comfortable because they're way ahead of where they were in 2018. And I said, well, 2018 is not a good marker. Because that's before Trump started questioning the use of mail-in ballots. And it's also before the pandemic when Democrats really ramped up their early voting. I mean, prior to 2018, well, up, including 2018 going back 20 years, there literally wasn't a day that Republicans didn't lead in the early ballot return advantage. Not a day in 20 years. Because Republicans have been using early balloting. Uh, It's kind of been an article of faith here in Arizona. It wasn't until the 2020 election with the pandemic that Democrats really turned up the, the heat on getting their people to, to do early voting. And so what they really should be doing is comparing with 2020. When I look at the percentages, not raw numbers, because 2020 had a much higher turnout than a midterm will, uh, Republican advantage is 50% better. It was six. They were down six point six percent at this point in twenty twenty. Right now, we're down three percent. Oh wow! So on the returns, uh, just straight Republican Democrat sure. registration returns. That doesn't count. You know, we don't know what the unaffiliated. If I had to guess, it's probably leaning Republicans' way. So if I'm the Democrats, I feel like I need to be at like plus ten percent. Yeah, on the returns to overcome whatever's going to happen on election day and, and the late returners. But apparently they're comfortable. Yeah. I think they're going to be pleasantly un, or unpleasantly surprised. Well, and what do you think their closing argument is? If you're a Democrat, uh, what's the closing argument? We saw, well, the, we saw the president the speak last night. The president's, yeah, was, the president's closing argument is democracy is in peril. Is in peril. Because of mega, uh, mega, there is there are some Democrats who are closing with abortion. There are some Democrats who are closing with look at what we've done to make life better with the Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> I mean, the problem is it's very muddled. The, the the Inflation Expansion Act. Yeah, that uh, they don't have a solid closing as argument. as the Fed raises rates right. yet again a day ago. It's interesting because uh, there are f- these swing these these competitive senate races arizona was yeah, other places 65 or 70 percent of the democrat messaging on tv has been about abortion yeah and it, and it is falling continues to fall in the rankings of of the issues of importance why for do you think that is because just in terms of it's just basic pocketbook issues yeah. overshadowing any of that. I, here's the way Do you I think. Also, it. people are starting to understand what what Dobbs really does and, and, I think and how it impacts their it state. It may be, but I think fundamentally, um, when people think about what what does my life look like today, there's just very very few people who the abortion issue is the thing that's foremost in their mind today now there are some 
Obviously, if you're a woman who has an unplanned pregnancy, that is the only thing on your mind right now. Sure. But that's a very, very small number compared to women who are like, how am I going to buy groceries to feed my kids? How am I going to have gas for the carpool? You know, those things are going to take precedent when it comes to what they're thinking about on a day-to-day basis. They just, people don't think about abortion on a day-to-day basis. And so abortion's also... You would say it's the economy, stupid. Yeah. Abortion is also one of those issues that is uncomfortable. The point I've made to people is if you are a single-issue abortion voter, whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, you vote every election. Sure. Because you're motivated by that issue. Otherwise, you generally don't want to think about abortion because you might be like, I'm pro-life, but I'm a little bit hesitant to tell people what they should do when they're in a really terrible situation or you're pro-choice. And it's like, I don't really like the thought of abortion because that's a pretty gruesome thing. Um, so people just generally, I don't think like to think about it. Yeah. And, but, but there's, there is growing consensus within, within both groups in terms of restrictions and what, what seems to be right and wrong in terms of public policy. And I think that's where it gets in the, you know, the mushy middle. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a complicated issue. It's not just hands off my body period. And it's not no abortions ever. Yeah, exactly. No, I think you framed it well. So, so, and legislative in the in uh, Arizona, I think we're going to see uh, a pretty healthy margin in the state house. Probably what four or five seats, and then three, four, four would be a four seat majority in the Senate would be huge. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be that big, but it might. Well, it makes for an interesting couple of years. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so. But it's but you know a lot can happen in a couple of days. Yeah, and you know a lot can well, happen over the weekend. And yeah, we can the, have a you know an October October surprise. We could have a November surprise. <laughs> yeah, November October <laughs> I mean, November surprise. November. <laughs> yeah, October November surprise. Uh, yeah. Well, it'd be it have to. I at this point, I think the fundamentals are pretty much there. It's all about now about turnout. So if you're a Republican. Or if you're a Democrat candidate, I mean, if you are involved in a campaign, whether Republican or Democrat, just freaking work until yeah. 7 p.m. Yeah. on Tuesday. That's important. Just do it. Yeah. Don't be, don't be uh, measuring the drapes as yet. Nothing. As I mean, I'm, obviously, like there's some, some races where that's, you know, Grijalva's likely going to be, although his margin is going to be closer than people expect. Yeah, Diego I, probably as well. Yeah, I think uh, this is uh, El Jefe's last hurrah. Maybe. Because I think if, if Juan does win, he's going to eclipse him in Southern Arizona in a way that he's just not expecting. And I think it's going well, to be good for Southern Arizona. It's going to be good for the state. And it's going to marginalize Raul in a way that he's, well, with, it, with, especially with the Hispanic community. And he's been around be a long time. Overcome. And it, I mean, this, this is the kind of thing that happens when, you know, you see a bunch of retirements when there's Dane, you know, when there's way fear they're going to go into the minority and then they go into the minority and there's going to be another wave of retirements Yeah, because they're going to be like, I'm not, I'm not sticking around for this. Well, and it has to do with redistricting it has to do with all the things that, that for the next 10 years they're going to have to deal with. And, and his, well, it'll be interesting to see where his polling is at the end end of the evening. Yeah. 
but for sure he's going to win. Probably not as robustly as as normal. Yeah, and totally uh, I would imagine there'll be some people who want to challenge him next time if he sticks around. If he sticks around. All right. Well, well this is uh, this is our last hurrah before uh, the election, and we will so be having we'll be a back. very special light beer dark money on. Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. Following gonna, the election. We're, we're going to we, jump the we'll, gun a little we're, bit. We're, we're going to be sitting down and rummaging through whatever whatever has happened. Wow. And and for sure, we'll we're be talking be ti- that evening. and I'll be tired because I'll probably be up pretty late on Tuesday night. So yeah, I, you're we're doing this Wednesday morning. Yeah, you're like me. You just, expect me to be groggy. You're just pouring over everything. Yeah. And and your family thinks you're crazy. Are you going to go to bed? No. No. Nah. I'm not ready yet. Yeah. All right, folks. It's a sickness. Don't I don't advise anybody to uh, do it unless they really love it. Yeah. This is it. Uh, go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Thanks for listening. God bless. Take care.